Hey guys, this is Dan the GM, and this is What the Dice. That's right, What the Dice, and this is episode 70, and I welcome you. Have you checked out our YouTube channel? Because we're on YouTube as well. It's uh, mostly me doing some puzzle games and these episodes, so you can find them two places. But I'm also working with the others to get some other episodes out of random games we like to play. So, why don't you hop on over and check us out? And, follow us on Twitter. You'll be able to find ways to follow us on other social medias and join us on our Discord as well as our Patreon. And something about our Patreon is that we will post things that are happening there before anywhere else. So, hop on over, hook up with us, and that's all I got. So, I'm going to let you get on with this week's episode, and I thank you again for joining us. This is Dan the GM, and this is What the Dice, episode 70. We come down from the Oceanside Village. New equipment on our back, a pocket full of gold, and a pack full of readiness. We make our path through the storyteller's campsite and pause. The storyteller gives us a bow and offers us a seat. As we take it, he smiles. Ah, me friends, it seems you've done a little bit of shopping. Well, the adventurers should be heading back to the Holy City, which means... They have a pocket full of gold, and they're getting ready to spend the gold. Which means a visit to their dear, dear friend, Maximilian Lutwater. Maybe he has some new toys for them to try. Seems as if Defibulus rather enjoys Wild Shot. Now, that also means that they will be heading off, and hopefully moving towards the Murdoch, and seeing what strange mysteries they must deal with when they get to the strange city in the mountains known as Godspell. Sit back, me friend, and hear me tale. As we come back, the eye slit opens up and Maximilian's eyes peer out towards you. Yeah, you're back. I guess you want to be let in and shop, don't you? Yes, please. Yeah. All right, fine. I mean, you kind of like money. I do, and I don't owe you money. Not that I know of. I do owe you. I owe you some info. Ooh, info. Just as good as money. Give me a moment. The door opens up, and the shop is changed again. The wooden racks that once looked like they were natural wood have been hewn down to have a smooth wood look. The counters have been polished and cleaned up, and it seems as if the dice monsters are on their best behavior. Willie, with a, a uh, feather duster in his tongue, dusts off different pieces of equipment as the twins argue over where a pair of shoes should sit. Earl McSpellbarf sits behind the register and watches you as Maximilian goes about and just steadies up a few items. Who would like to go first? I honestly, I don't need anything here at the moment. Oh, well, yeah, you didn't state if you actually went in or not. Or were you the one who knocked? He was the one that knocked. Oh, that's right. I'll go first. All right. Defibulous. Oh, I uh, I got you some info on those wild shots for you. <laughs> yes, I've been all the Twitter waiting for it. Defibulous will tell him everything those shots did. Hmm. Well, that is rather chaotic and rather nice. 
I enjoy the fact that it seems that you're enjoying them. Well, aside from setting fire to that bar. Well, next time, don't use your rather loud boomstick in somebody's home business. Well, I was being shot at. You could always just throw the shots at people. Never know, they might work. Well, I am glad I have developed more and I have put them on sale for you. Oh, why do I think this is a bad idea that I should buy more? Well, I tell you this as a friend. I think you should buy all of them. Go on. Just just, just throw your gold into the wind and gather up what you need. Well, it's not very windy in here, so I guess I can't throw any of my gold. Well, I can change that if you wish. No, I'm good. How much are there? 100, 100 per shot? 100 per five shots. Okay. All right, I will buy another five shots of those. Okay. The group groans or is now terrified that I have rearmed them. Am I taking that out of the group loot? No, I, I'm taking it out of my own personal uh, cash. <laughs> and the magic shot's at 15 per 5 as well? Yes, per shot. Per shot or per uh, for a bundle of 5? It's... Oh, it's for a pack of 5. Alright, let me do some math real quick. What about you, Mr. Clyde? Did you enjoy the strange and magical wild orb? Wild crystal? I haven't used it yet. Oh, well, that's a lucky one. I was hoping you would enjoy it. Uh, I only really got to swing twice. No, like three times at something since I bought it. Well, maybe you should start swinging your sword more. Only in the face of adversity. You must be a hoot at parties. Only if I bring an owl. Oh. I walked into that just like a door (laughs) you're welcome hey Clyde yes ma'am didn't you buy the remove curse uh, potions yes I bought a few of them so why didn't you use them on because my thought process for a potion has to be ingested. Because he's possessed. I would have just dumped it on it, but all right, that's fair. Well, that's a very good question. Maxi, do these potions work if you dump it on somebody or do they have to be ingested? He goes, well, let's find out. One moment. He walks to the back and comes out with a ring that has teeth that seems to try to chop down on anything that gives off heat. Grabbing one of the removed curse potions, he pours it across it. It chomps around wildly for a moment or two and then lays still. Well, it seems as if you can remove curses by dousing them in this. But I don't know what happens to the curse. I hope that I didn't just turn my counter evil. Hm. That's interesting. That make it a mimic. No, no. Mimics don't chew on me. They like me too much. Oh, but mimics a... would also change form, and a desk would be a desk just with teeth. Then. This is very true. Yes, the fibulous. I will buy uh, twenty packs of the magic shot. All right. Maximilian slinks up behind Kalila and leans in. Well, uh, what are you looking at? You said he leaned at me. Yes, he leaned in over your shoulder. Just gonna be that slow eye gaze to the side. <laughs> Like, what? You're close. Uh, she goes, I was investigating these uh, magic eye or magi eyes. Magi. Yes. Go on. Well, you know, it, it came to me in a dream. Not all archers can do damage to spirits. So I thought, what if I had an arrow that was blessed by a magi? Then I went, why would I want to pay a magi when I could steal his eyeballs? So, I made these arrows. They have the magic capability of making all damage, magical damage. Just in case you need to put an arrow or two into something ghostly and spectral. How convenient, considering we just came across a scenario like that looking at Clyde and this doll. It's true, we did. 
It's like you have a malevolent god watching over you, ensuring that you have all that you need after you need it. Malevolent? What? Malevolent? You try talking with an accent. <laughs> Oi! He goes, all right. For our math god wizard here, I'll take 30. Uh, that would be 450. So pretty much a whole quiver of them? Or is that, like, a, for a quiver? I'm assuming that's for one arrow. I believe your arrows are bundles of five as well. Yeah. Okay, it just wasn't labeled? Because that, that's for the arrow of the wild. Yeah, I just I specified that because they were free originally. Oh, okay, so they are 15 for five? Yes. Hey, Dan. Hmm. So if you want 30 of them, it's 450 gold. Thank you. Can I get a nine-barrel rifle that fires flaming murder hornets? No. No, but I have an arrow. Do I take that out of the group loot? Uh, no, I was going to take it out of mine. Okay, okay. And I also wanted under some potions... I wanted to pick up a couple of the Remove Curse, and I think Clyde could use some cat's eyes if he didn't already get them last time. I did. Okay. And then I'm going to take five more large health potions. And wasn't he testing the... What was the result of the... He removed the curse, but he's not sure where the curse went to. Oh, it disappeared. Okay. Like, wait, it jumped to something else? Unknown. Unknown. Okay. I'll still take a couple of those. Anything else for my favorite customers? Maybe. What about these goggles for you, Defibulous? Ah, what? Have you seen these goggles? Nope, what goggles? The something of goggles of clear sight. Defibulous will come over and take a poke at him. See, take a look at him. So they are sitting on what looks like a mannequin's head. And they are thick brass goggles with strange glowing crystals on them. He walks up, taking them off the mannequin, he hands them to you. Try them on. You'll enjoy the view. They're not mimics, are they? And why would I have mimics eat your eyes? I could just remove them myself. Maybe you need to feature mimics. I don't have mimics. The dice monsters aren't mimics. They're extra planar birthed from the cosmos. And finally, housebroken. But that was a task in itself. Yes. So when you put the goggles on, you almost seem like you're able to see more. Basically, it adds a plus three to your perceptions. So, are these, do these look stylish on me? They do. They definitely make things a lot sharper, sharper looking. Were you going to say something, Clyde? I say they fit him well. Hey, Clyde, come over here and put these things on. Oh, yeah, it might help him see better, too. <laughs> I, I will do as he asks and put them on. You definitely feel like things come more into focus. Things look very different. Maybe it'll help you. Ah, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about wearing goggles. Hey, what's wrong with wearing goggles? Personal preferences. Ah, but it lets you see further, which would help you carry the work of your god further. That was a very well trial. A very well what? Trial. Hmm. I mean, if you're not going to take them, I might take them. Be my guest. I already have really good eyes, though. Is this blade of the ancient phoenix warrior a sword or a dagger? What's it under? Weapons and shields. I could probably tell you unless it was changed. But it's not changed. It's a long sword. Oh, okay. I didn't see the link, so that's because it wasn't highlighted. Oh, no. Right next to it, it says... Uh... Oh, it's a long sword. Oh, okay. That's fine. All right. I have nothing else that I'm going to inquire about then. Uh, I'm going to actually buy the uh, Gallius's goggles of clear sight. Okay. Am I doing group loot? Uh, if you could, please. I'm going to edit this out, but just so you know how bad my brain went for a second, I was reading the Ashen Boom Twig, 
and I, in my brain, it registered, it has a 15 coat, 15 foot cone for its range, sex save of 10, plus 10 level. And then I had to reread it to see dex save. I was about to say, wait, what did I just hear? Yeah. <laughs> Roll your sex save. Yeah. Well, if I'm not the one with the dyslexic moment of the day. Yep. I tip my hat to you, sir. I thought about buying that strato hammer, but, uh, or the strato hammer rifle, but I'm going to pass this time. Let's go around. Okay. Because I just real, I realized there's a problem with it right now. What's that? Uh, there's no cleaning kit being sold for it. Yep. Which would mean I would get four shots before the the failure uh, failure rate goes up by two. Yep. Body fluid cleanup kit. Oh wow. You'd have to have a special cleaning kit for it because it's considered a uh, uh, mystical weapon. Oh. Huh. All right. Well. Lala has gotten, I believe, all that she is going to get. I look good with these goggles on. You should get them. I they did. replace your current goggles, which I think uh, you just use for, like, sunglasses or something. Oh, I use them for when I, uh, if I need to weld things together, too. He wears his sunglasses at night? <laughs> Apparently. He wears his <laughs> sunglasses at night. God, you figured out. You, you've caught on to what Defibulous is actually doing. What his superpower is? Being an 80s mock-up. I mean, he could probably pass it off, yeah. Well, I mean, he wears bare feet and now goggles. Hey, those are fashionable bare feet, sir. Are you guys done with Maximilian's shop? Yes, Kalila will head out. Yep. All right. All right. I'm all completed. All right. Gathering up the acorns? Yep, as always. Okay. I wonder what happens if you load a Maximilian acorn into a gun and shoot it at someone. I don't know. Now you're worried that we're going to test this theory. (laughs) I kinda am, not gonna lie. Why would you ever suspect such a thing from us? Because it's you guys. Alright, so I'm guessing you guys are going to rest until morning. Yes, and then head out to the... The port. Okay. Uh, actually, Defibulous is going to work on Hugin's spider armors. <gasps> yes, spider right. armor. I'm going to assist with that. So I need. Oh, let's go. Knowledge, engineering, and then. Do you have craft at all, like craft engineering or anything like that? Um, I just have generic craft. Yeah, it just says I have just craft, untrained. Yeah, same. Um. Not unless there's somewhere we can go in town in the morning. Uh. He has to finish the blueprint. So let's do knowledge engineering. And what was the other knowledge or other thing? Profession. And profession engineering. I could do handle animals. Well, you could roll for assist, so oh, okay. yours would just be a generic roll, and add your... I'm going to let you do your your survival, because you would need to know how his bot, how the leather and stuff would hold. Okay, that's fair. So, roll first. Yeah, uh, 17 for an assist. Alright, so you get a plus one on top of your roll. You need both my rolls, or just the first yes. roll? I need the first roll, and then tell me the second roll. Uh, and first... add a... And then add a plus one to both. Uh, First roll then would be a 26. The second roll would be a 24. All right. So after doing mock-ups with cloth and stuff like that, you've come up with a pretty basic design for some spider leather armor. You could reinforce areas with sudding if you wanted to. You would require about... Four or five animals worth of leather to cover the leather armor part and the strapping. And you would need miscellaneous buckles and what and whatnot. You estimate once you have all the leather, it would probably take you about a day or two to make 
the armor for Hugin. I can get the hide if you get the bits and bobs. I dare you. Hey, Hugin. Come over. Do you want studs on your armor or not? He taps his feet. I don't remember if that's a good thing or not. He says studs. All right, we'll add studs to it. You get a butt shake. I am so going to have to write down a, write a book of spider gibble. <laughs> but he will see how many of the parts and pieces he needs are already in his uh, workspace, and then whatever he needs, he'll get in the morning. All right, give me a generic roll. Just a roll of a die, d20. Both of us or just him? Just him, because he's okay. going through his miscellaneous... 18. I'm going to say you have everything you need. Fibrous will clap saying, excellent, I have everything I need here. Just the... Just the uh, Need leather. <clears throat> trying to find the freaking stats for leather armor. There it is, right in freaking front of me. Might have to roll a sex save though to find the stud on our, the leather is sure. Uh, Just for the stud. Alright, so it would add a plus three to Defibulus or Defibulus's. Wow. To Hugin's AC once it is built. Woohoo! Okay, that'd be nice. So are you guys going to hold off leaving until this is done? Yes. All right. While those two are working, Clyde, you have three days to kill. What would you like to do? Uh, polish, check in with the Paladin Order, uh, pray, and make a commune to my goddess. Okay. I really don't have any other things to, to go by until I get the permanency. Yeah. Alright. So, three days pass. Hugin has now got some leather studded armor. Hooray! Are you guys now heading off to the dock? Yes. Alright. Don't worry, little uh, Hugin. I will try to work on a much more better, a stronger version as I learn how. Off you go then. The day that you guys leave, it is actually a nice warm day. The clouds have parted up. Even though the ground is just slightly damp with several days of rain, it is a nice, easy truck onto the trade routes. As you leave, you see traders coming in with cartfuls of herbs and potions. You see new traders coming in with bands of leather from creatures you've never seen before or at least none that you can recognize you see what looked like dire wolf fur that is stock white you see heavy leather that is just gray and colorless traveling up towards the north are you guys going to take the long route around, or are you going to take the route that you know that is close to the mountains? Are you talking about going up through Kalila's village and then north? That, there's three ways to get there. You can follow the coast, you can follow the river, or you can go up through Kalila's village and cut up through the Cursed Swamp. Yeah, Kalila's not going to recommend that route because around those mountains is orcs. So you don't want to head home to check in? Not if it means going through orc territory for no re no reason, no. Okie dokie. Those orcs we don't normally contend with. They stay on their side of the mountain and we stay on our side. And it's been kind of an unspoken rule for generations. Mm, how much longer will it take us if we go around then? I was thinking about just cutting up through the middle. We've been up that way before and didn't have much of a problem other than Defibulus's brother attacking us. Okay. Well, I mean, he's kind of not going to bother us anymore, so we could probably get through there. You agree, Clyde? I think that's a good idea. Alright, up the middle it is. As you cut through the mountain pass, you can start to see... The roads are no longer dirt. They are more like cut cobblestone that have been well-traveled. In the distance, you can see the gleaming lights of the strange 
Zeppelin port. Defibulus would be the only one that has probably ever stepped foot in this town. It is one of the most popular and most luxurious towns in all the continent. To put it in modern terms, it would be like Vegas. Everyone goes there to spend money and to prove that they have more money than anyone else or to go to strike it rich. It is one of the biggest tourist spots for any nobleman. Ah, oh, wow. I haven't been here in a while. Well, this place sure seems fancy. Yeah, it's just kind of one of those like places you just come to lose your gold. Gambling? Oh, gambling, posturing, and a bunch of other stuff. I detect evil. <laughs> you, you know you're about to come upon some noblemen. I detect evil. The one thing that you do notice that is different about this than any of the smaller ports that any of, well, that Clyde has seen, is that the port itself is up a 50-foot cliffside. The only way up there is through a gondola. The area is spread out to where you have a mercantile district, an entertainment district, and then the living quarters for the people that live in town. On the mountainside, you see four zeppelins parked there. Two smaller ones, one that is clearly built for hauling supplies, and one that looks like it is made from gold. On the side, you see a large flag that just says, The Murdoch. Was there any evil? Well, I uh, think we found it. Well, within 60 feet, is there any evil? And this is a overworld map. This place is also very crowded. They do give you, a, the people do give you a good breath because you do have a spider that is now armored. <laughs> and I'm a black cat. Yeah. I have to make a saddle so I can ride your spider. Yeah, that's next. Then we can train him for combat. Although that might be problematic if you accidentally switch uh, spots with Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> well, Clyde better make a good mount then. <laughs> so are you saying Defibulus wants to mount Clyde? <laughs> no, I mean, Cloud wants to... It sounds like Clyde wants to be mounted by Defibulus if he switches places with him. He does like to tie you up with rope. Oh, God, he does. <laughs> He's not a stranger, so I can't start yelling stranger danger either. You could start yelling paladin danger. Pally danger, pally danger. Something, something, but he's not something. in danger. <laughs> Come shine my lance. Oh, my. <laughs> hey, I've never equipped a lance in public. <laughs> <laughs> to self-stay in public at all times. Eh, I'm not a squire, though. I should be okay. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> hey, Dan, you don't have to worry. We'll break ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Isn't that what happens with mounts? They You have to break them in first? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, does that mean you want to be broken? <laughs> Remember, I'm a, I'm a paladin. I, I bend. I don't break. <laughs> I, I'm seriously leaving all of this in for final production. Just so you guys know, this is going out to the world. Because this is gold. <laughs> yes, please. I apologize for nothing. <laughs> in the bustling city, you could see money changers, people doing card games on the street, as well as buildings dedicated to games of chance. What would you guys like to do now that you are here? Well, I recommend guys, um, don't go flaunting your money because you're going to get a lot of unwanted attention. Detective? <laughs> He's just going to be a walking detectival. What are you going to do when you do detect evil? Stop the citizen? If he's evil. And do what? Do you even have jurisdiction here to arrest anyone? Take him to the police. This man is evil. 
Yeah, exactly. There's alignment detection that can detect evil. Okay, but the problem is, generally, if you arrest one evil pe person, his evil friends are then going to get angry or get more evil friends, and then they're going to come and have a word with us. Cool. You're best, arrest them you? all. That and according to Pathfinder, greed is evil. And you're in a city of greed because it is a gambling city. And also that would include like some type of like lust or indulgence because of gambling. So it's sometimes also that addiction factor. Yeah, but those things like, like you said are evil, but it may not change your entire alignment to be evil like uh, a chaotic neutral person might engage in that, some of that stuff that doesn't make them it doesn't change their alignment to evil my detect evil um detects an alignment of evil all right i'm gonna regret this but should we tie a rope to clyde so we can pull him along without him trying to arrest half the town while we go through you know that might be a tempting idea you want to rid a doll that can kill you that's evil from the world but you don't want to rid people from yep and you let that doll go my goal isn't to go gallivanting around the world just to find evil people to slay i'm following the greater darkness that needs to be conquered before it consumes our world i'm not going to be worried about the person that might try and steal from somebody right now we can do that later it's more important to go and find these objects to remove the bone curse stuff that's going on and this war going on apparently in the gods yeah cause like if the gods lose don't you lose your power sir well so far we seem to be the only people who haven't been affected my spells work just fine so does Clyde's you don't have any magic my gun works cause you use guns and don't worship anything <laughs> just saying uh, but we will never get our mission accomplished in fighting back this unknown darkness that our gods have sent him sent us on if we follow every evil person and try and get them arrested or smite them just look at it this way we can come back after we've we've done something and we have a side mission to cleanse all the evil in this town which will probably take you forever might take a couple of years <laughs> I, I i don't think you're grasping like the, the it's just an alignment of evil not doing evil deeds but I believe his argument is that if you are the type of person to want to be in this town, that there's going to just be some evil people because all they are are greedy. They don't care about you. They're considered evil. They will be cutthroat and cheat or lie or steal or maybe threaten your life to win the gambling thing that they want to win. So they're evil, but they're not the type that are going to go out and like, maybe cast evil curses on people and raise a bone army for no reason. Then they're just chaotic. They're not They're lawful evil. evil. They're still good citizens. Hey, guys. Yes. Uh, we should probably get to the Murdoch before they depart without us today. Yes, that's an idea. It's a great, it's a great conversation. You both have valid points, but we also probably don't want to have this conversation in the middle of a giant, busy, bustling port where you guys are standing in the entrance while people are trying to kind of push past you the fibus is gonna make sure he's got all his pouches on him still same no you guys are good there is no one has tried to pickpocket you though a couple people have given you strange looks as you guys have been talking about the nuances of evilness it's a philosophical debate right so do we want to go shopping do we want to go straight to the murdoch what are we doing? I think your idea of going straight to the Murdoch was sound. Because we don't know when this thing's leaving. So it could be leaving in the next five minutes, or it could be leaving tomorrow and we don't have to rush. And I promise I won't fire any wild shot in the Zeppelin. Or the city? Or that. Who knows? Maybe you'll have more mercenaries on you today. As you guys make your way through the city slowly and following the signs that point the way to the dock. As you enter into the large circled area, um, it's kind of like a shopping square. The people in this area are dressed in some of the finest clothing any of you have ever seen. Suits and dresses of the finest silks, 
both human and elves seem to chat away, talking of the gossip of who's in what business and what king is cheating on who and what nobleman has this mistress and who is using this lie to gain this or that. It is a variable treasure trove for anyone who wants pay dirt on any nobleman. As you pass through that, you start to notice that the shops become more travel supplies, like foods and water skins. Things that you would have if you were making a short trip by carriage. And then you start to notice more grandiose hotels, inns, and taverns. All the while, the city seems to have its own music playing around, but you have seen no bards. All the buildings here seem to be made with clockwork doors and fans that keep the air moving. Even the attendants that are helping people find their way seem to be advanced clockwork robots. As you get to the gondola area, this is the first time you have seen an actual humanoid standing behind a booth working with the people. He is a halfling, and he's standing on what looks to be a sturdily built metal box. He is wearing a suit of black and red with a strange cap on his head. He gives you a, a nod and greets you. Welcome to the docks. How can I help you today? Uh, we're here for the Murdoch. Ah, are you our specialty uh, mercenaries that have been decided to go off into whatever strange land? Yeah, pretty much. Ah, well, unfortunately, due to the Murdoch's rules, you will have to check your weapons at the Murdoch so that they can be securely fastened in the cargo hold. We do not allow any type of magic users to have wands or books or anything like the sort. Safety uh, is of our primary care. I respectfully uh, have to ask against that um, because my holy symbol and the book of my spells I need to keep with me every morning. We can allow you to keep your book, but any weapons of the sort must be put in storage. Due to it being a holy item, I can make this one exception. Thank you. Now, when you get to the Murdoch, you will be asked to surrender your weapons and they will be giving you a special crystal. That crystal will be required to get your items back. Your item, your uh, weapons and items of the sort will be locked in with the cabin crew. So only the captain and the first mate may actually get to them. You will not be allowed to enter into that area due to safety protocols. Do you understand all that? I do. Is the area uh, safe to have gunport powder stored in it? Yes, this area has been specially designed to deal with black powder as the Murdoch uses a new specialized type of engine that actually uses black powder to maneuver. What about shield? Hmm. Well, as long as it is not a spike shield, we may make an exception. May I see the shield in question? It's on my left arm. Looking over it for a moment, he runs his finger across the edge to make sure that it is not sharpened and then gives you a nod. I believe we can accept this as a safe item. Thank you. I got a question for you. Yes. I have some stupid people that think they need to shoot at me and attack me on sight because of problems in my, that I've had in life. Uh, I'd rather not run into any of them on a ship, plane on, or Zeppelin unarmed. Unfortunately, rules are rules. You will not be allowed to carry any firearms, bladed weapons, whips, chains, or anything of the sort that can be used as a weapon. Our clockwork attendants are trained in multiple fighting forms, as well as all of our... Coyle is going to hold up a, 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 her paw just to stop him for a second going, are we allowed to at least know the guest list so that way if we need to avoid them, we can? Hmm. Instead of we get no weapons, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, we get it. 
Let me talk to the captain. Give me one moment. He walks over and picks up a strange device. Putting it to his ear, you hear him speaking in Elven. After a few moments, he comes over and he goes, I cannot give you names, but I can tell you that everyone that is on board are all merchants and have been merchants for their entire lifetimes. There's one exception of a young human female that has been, her ticket was purchased through a nobleman's paycheck. No one on the board, the Murdoch, have any weapon training or have brought any weapons with them. Most of them are doing this as a luxury cruise, as well as a few gamblers that are heading over to the lizard folk to enjoy the new casino that has been built. Well, he's going to look down at Defibulus. Know any merchants or gamblers that are still working for your brother that's going to want to kill you? Well, I mean, gamblers are gamblers. I mean, you could take a gamble on trying to stop me, but merchants? Man, unless they actually are stupidly loyal to my brother. Up to you. Ah, Hugo will protect us. Exactly. All right, I'm going to put my hilt in the bag of holding, pull out the axe, musket. Okay. I mean, next time we're home to start teaching you how to hold that and properly load and what have you. Yes, sir. So, I need tickets so that we can allow you to get on the gondola and head up to the Murdoch. Here are our tickets. Tickets, please. Tickets. Taking the tickets, he punches them and a large gold gate opens up. And you see a gondola with large sitting areas and open viewport so that you can see as it goes up. Now, you may enter and have a safe trip. All right, they will, uh, Kalila will de-weaponize and head in the thingy. I will hand over the axe musket. Right. You would be, he looks at you and he goes, when you get up to the Murdoch, they will take all of that then. Oh, okay. The gondola ride up is very smooth. For a piece of equipment that is literally held up by a steel wire, you feel no bumps, no jarring, and you can see about across the map, and you can see the city laid out below you. At the top, you follow the signs that lead you to the Murdoch. There, you see the Murdoch crew dressed in what would be viewed as dress uniforms. The captain. Uh, stands there tall and proud as most elves would. His crew stand behind him, and you notice that they are all dwarves. The first mate approaches you and gives a nod. I will be taking all the uh, equipment and locking it away. I will hand over the axe musket and inform him that the shield was approved. He goes, I and the, uh, the bag of holding. Can't allow that. I know that We've had a couple that tried to sneak things in. I'll need to take that as well. I'm sorry, that can't happen. Hmm. Well, I guess you will not be uh, getting aboard then. I understand that many of your type paladins have, have felt as if they need to have their equipment with them. And I can guarantee the Murdoch has had over 500 successful flights without even the slightest bit of problem. And I understand that, but I guess I will have to um, get approval because it has potions in here. It has rings in here that cannot leave our site. They have kits in here that cannot leave the site. And there is uh, armor in here that would benefit as well as other magical items that cannot leave our party. Well, like there, there's a broom in here. There's the twig. And there's the buffoon's sword, that kind of stuff. Well, as the courier down below at once told you, it's they will be all locked up and we will be giving you the only other key besides what me and the captain have. So only us three would be able to acquire them. And it takes all three to open. So they will be very safe. But we also have a magic item in here, which, you know, other people could possibly have that would bypass all three of those. Well, if it's in the bag and it's in the case and it's not going to be able to get out of the case. So 
Unfortunately, if you want to board the Murdoch, I will need all your equipment. This is per the d agreement that you signed when purchasing the tickets. I kind of think someone forgot to mention that to us when he bought the tickets. Yeah, we didn't, we weren't told this. Well, I'm sorry, my friend. This is the rules, and we must abide by the rules of the Murdoch, for she keeps us safe in the air. She'll look at both Clyde and Fibulous and go, we might not have any other way to reach Godspell. And it doesn't sound like any other options are going to be anywhere, e anywhere near easy. We're flying for a reason versus taking ships and crossing lands that could take a month or longer to get somewhere. <sighs> Clive does not like any of this decision at all. Just point that out there. I really do not want to get rid of the bag of holding because of everything I said. He says it's safe, but I mean towns were safe, the holy city, you know, technically was safe, but there's literally a princess being held, not the princess, um, sorry, princess. Priestess. <laughs> Priestess that's being held basically captive in her room, and this is just a zeppelin, uh, and that's the holy city. So the problem that, of the bag of holding that he has is the weapons that are at least in there. Well, the things that are in there is you have the weapons, you have that thing, that thieves ring in there, you have, um, the... Kalila's wearing Thieves' Ring. Yeah, I have the Thieves' Ring. Oh, sorry. You have the Cannibal Ring. I thought we got rid of the Cannibal Ring was taken care of. Yeah, yeah I thought was it was too. You paid somebody to, like, take it and have it destroyed along with, like, the, like, evil sword or something. There was something else that... We kept the buffoon sword. Oh, I kept the buffoon sword. The Cannibal... Yeah, the Cannibal Ring you were paid for and it was taken and destroyed. Oh, I'm sorry. I must not take that off. And I forgot to move the Thieves' Ring to uh, Kalila. Defibulous, uh, while they're having this debate, will take off his rifle, take off the shotgun pistol, uh, his hand axe. He's like, oh wait, I have another pistol. One second. There is also all the, there's also Mexi seeds that are in there. And the acid. And the cure wound. Yes, I understand that, but they don't have problems with those particular items. They have problems with the actual weapons. They're not asking us to get rid of our healing potions. They're not asking us to take off our armor and wear like regular clothes, fabric cloth, standard pajamas, if you will. Why don't we just take inventory those particular weapons? If anybody on this Zeppelin while we're in the air actually has our items, we'll be able to fight and get them back between just our regular skills. Uh, do you need me to surrender yeah. my gunpowder? I have a bunch of magic. But he wants us to hand over all the back holding as well, because it also has the broom in there. The broom's just a magical object. I can beat somebody with any kind of a broom. She'll be looking at him going, can we at least take the weapons out and keep the bag of holding with these items that we're not willing to risk getting into the wrong hands? The first mate turns to the captain and they do a quick discussion in Elton. I'll listen in. The first mate... Uh, basically, they're talking about the Murdoch has never had an issue in the past with anyone arguing this case. They are under a special license that they are that the tickets were purchased under. That does not mean any weapons can be kept on board. So that means they would have to go through item by item to ensure that they are not considered weapons. The dwarf will turn to you guys and go, well, the captain has said that if we inventory everything and make sure what you keep on you is not of poison design or anything of the sort that can harm someone else we will allow you to take them aboard but everything else must be locked so pretty much we take the weapons out of the bag show them everything else isn't considered a weapon like the nuts to mexi shop because to them those are just acorns they'll just look like acorns mm-hmm and they can see what we have. They're not going to take our rings or the other things. Yeah, they're not asking you to unequip anything. They're literally just going, we do not, you're not allowed to take weapons, weapons. aboard. Or it's obvious poisons. Yeah, it's literally the TSA for this world. Mm-hmm, okay. I'll take out um, all of, like, I'll take out the, the broom. Um, and show them what it is. 
Um, so you're basically just going to go through with the inventory with, it, with them? Yeah. Okay. After inventorying everything, you are going to surrender any weapons that they view as deadly, correct? Correct. A question, Mr. First Mate. Yes. Do you want just my gunpowder, or do you want the gunpowder and the guns? The gunpowder and the guns. You may keep the, the shots as they are useless without the black powder. Do I need to surrender my gun kit? Is there black powder in it? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been in there in a while. Let me look. It would probably be your cleaning kit, so no, there would be no black powder. Nope, no black powder, just my cleaning kit. He goes, then that is fine to keep on you. Ah, okay, there you go. Also, uh, remember, he has a, the pistol in the holster hidden, and he'll take that off, too. Okay. As you surrender all your weapons, they place them in these, what look like metal safes, and they use three crystals to lock it. They hand you one, the captain has one, as the first mate also has one. They continue that with all of you until all weapons have been surrendered. Once all weapons are surrendered, they salute you and the red carpet is literally rolled out for you to enter the Murdoch. As you enter the Murdoch, we are ending this episode here. Well, 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 me friends, it seems as if Clyde has a problem walking anywhere without his sword in hand, or readily available. But they are on one of the most luxurious airships known to the seas, the Murdoch. This Murdoch is actually still in service, me friends, yes. I've been on it once myself. It's a luxury ship, and one of the safest around. But they were able to finally get on board with minimal problems. What will happen to them once they finish their luxury flight? Now that the team has some R&R, what will they do with it? Well, you can find out in the next story. And until then, May the Dice Gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email whatthedicepod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 